This is John Jackson Miller, and you're listening to the Star Wars Canon Podcast. May the Force be with you. There are stories about what happened. It's true. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 57 of the Star Wars Canon Podcast, an episode that I am titling The Year of Obi-Wan. Thank you for joining us to talk about our favorite thing in the world, yet again, Star Wars. And if you guys couldn't, you guys couldn't see me, but during the intro, and I do it every week, I do like air drums with the intro as it's going through to get pumped up. So uh, we've got a little bit of a shorter episode for you this week. We got a couple mailbag questions, not a lot in the realm of news, but a lot of Obi-Wan stuff. So here to navigate all that with me is my friend and co-host, Mr. Usuf uh, Wally. How you doing, brother? Hey, 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 I'm good. And I love that thing about the, you know, the air drums that you're sort of doing, because I was imagining myself doing that <laughs> the first time, first few times I was listening to the podcast. I can't, it's so I can't consistent. help it. It makes, it makes it feel so fun. I can't help it, man. Brooke Monroe did a really good job on our intro, and I don't think I've ever given him credit on the air for it, so I need to. Brooke Monroe, man, he uh, he's a composer that got a hold of a uh, got a hold of me uh, three, two, three nice. years ago, four years ago, and said he shot me an email and was like, "Hey, do you want an intro for your podcast? This I'm a composer. This is what I do." And I'm like, "Yeah, definitely." So wow, that's awesome. He sat down for I think it was like two or three months, and uh, I never knew he, that. I never said that story before. I, I never told you that. Yeah, he he got a hold yeah. of me for it, and. Um, and I, I told him, you know, this is because I, I had a, like a two-hour uh, Skype call with him one night and explained to him what the mm-hmm. podcast was, played some clips of the podcast for him. That way he kind of had an idea of what the tone was and kind of what my mission was at the time of trying to stay positive with Star Wars and all this. And so he took all of that and and kind of bumped it all together and came back a couple months later and was like, hey, here's what I got. And he played it for me on a video call, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> so And he did the oh, outro, awesome. too. Yeah, he did the intro and the outro. Um, and so, uh, he, he came to me, I think last year, the year before and was like, Hey, do you want to just buy the rights completely to that music? Cause I was paying him a licensing fee cause he owned it. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And so I just, I paid him, um, for his work, which was amazing work by the way. And, uh, and got the, mm-hmm. the, the lifetime rights to it. So, uh, yeah, Burke Monroe, man, I if you're, if you're listening, listening to this, I yeah, he, I hope uh, he is too. Cause you, you you're doing a hell of you do a hell of a job, man. and he's done a lot of fan he's projects. Got a page or something. Stuff. We, ought to, we ought to thank him by you know sp- sp- uh, spreading the word out there. We need to, he's yeah, absolutely. A very talented person. He, he's very good at what he does. But anyway, yeah, that's the the intro got me pumped up tonight for some reason. But like I said, we've got a little bit of a shorter episode for you. But that's okay. Um, we got a variety of different things to talk about, and, and it's not just going to all be Obi Wan. The news probably will be, but not, mailback questions won't all be Obi Wan. So. Um, Let's uh, get started. So before we get into uh, all of the news, let's talk about 1138productions.com a little bit. That website is now live. Uh, I think it looks pretty good. We've got this show on that podcast or on that website. We've got the Marvel cast on that website. Uh, several timelines are available now. The Star Wars canon timeline, the Legends timeline, the Halo timeline, 
Uh, I've started a little bit of a framework for an Assassin's Creed timeline. Um, I'm going to need your help, Usuf, on this because this is it's way more complicated than I thought it was going to be. I love Assassin's Creed. Oh, so absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed, I just uh, before uh, I just walked in from work. We're sitting down to record this. I just walked in from work, but I had an Amazon package waiting on me. That I brought down with me, and I finally went back and bought the Ezio collection. Assassin's Creed 3 with Liberation, I got nice. Black Flag, and I got uh, Rogue Remastered nice. all on PS4 now. So Awesome. I already oh, had I them all. Rogue, I, yeah. Oh, it. yeah. I already had them all on Xbox 360, but I wanted to be able to, sh- to stream them for 1138 Gaming. So I went back and just bought them all on PS4. So I just put them on the shelf, and they all look so good on the shelf together and, uh, uh, for PS4. But there's also going to be, uh, yes, a Star Trek timeline on there as well. Um and we're going to start putting together a Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline uh, for it also. All of that can be found on the website, 1138productions.com. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to bring up real quick was I have been doing 1138 Gaming. Uh, I usually shoot for Monday and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Um, those are the two nights I guarantee I'm going to be on, but I've been, ga- I've been streaming every night. <laughs> like I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm addicted to this game. It's so good. Um, so uh, it, tonight after we get done recording, I'm probably going to stream Assassin's Creed two, uh, for a little while. We're going to, we're going to hop into that too. So, uh, keep an eye out for all of that on the YouTube channel for 1138 productions. Absolute classic game. I, I've been wanting to go back for a while and play the old Assassin's Creed games. Cause I'm like halfway. Well, I finished Valhalla's story mission, but now I'm just doing all the extra world stuff, which is very tedious. I'm dual wielding Mjolnir and Excalibur like a badass. And I'm wearing Thor's armor like a badass, but I'm I'm wanting to go back and kind of. There's there's a couple of Assassin's Creed games I never hundred percented. I never hundred percented Odyssey. Um, I haven't. Oh, I hundred percent that. I was. Amazing. I can't believe that's insane. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't hundred percented like all the trophies Valhalla yet. DLCs. Yeah. How do you? Jesus. I'm, I'm going to this time though when we do this. Nice, um, nice, nice. Unity and Syndicate. I think I just kind of buzzed through the story and never really did anything else. Oh yeah, yeah, same. same. I mean, Syndicate was fun with the yeah. Unity anyway. Unity was uh, really kind of stale. In my it, it kind of. I mean, I yeah. loved the possibilities of it, but it was still felt stale. It felt incomplete. Yeah. So, so this time I think I'm gonna as we go back I'm gonna hundred percent all of these because um, the PS4 version of of the Edso trilogy doesn't have all the multiplayer stuff in it. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll be able to just buzz through the story and and finish all the worlds because I'm wanting to do all the DLC for all the games, everything like that. Also, so guys, go check out 1138 Gaming. It's on our YouTube channel for 1138 Productions. Um, and and like I said, I go live Mondays and Wednesdays at seven Central. So uh, come hang out with me. Let's talk about. Whatever you guys want to talk about while I'm streaming, you guys can watch me get my ass kicked by these machines as we go. So uh, that'll do it for all the housekeeping. Let's get into the news. Like I said, there's not a whole lot of news. And I think everything we're talking about is Obi-Wan related. It seems like the last several episodes has been nothing but Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. We ought to turn this into a drinking game where every time we say the word (laughs) Obi-Wan or Kenobi, we have to take a shot. and, And we wouldn't make it through the episode. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so tonight we've got a couple things we wanted to talk about. There was a a rumor going around for a while last week until it was confirmed to be bogus was that uh, Darth Maul was going to be the antagonist in the Obi Wan trilogy or in the Obi Wan series. Uh, excuse me. Until Dave Filoni stepped in and was like, "No, that doesn't make any sense." Well, now we know that that rumor is bogus, and they came out and said, "No, that was never the case." So I don't even know where the rumor came from. But would it have made sense to you, Usif, if Obi-Wan had popped up? Because 
maybe because in my mind, in Rebels, Maul didn't even know Kenobi was still alive. And, exactly. Yeah. And when he finally found out where he was, it was a revelation in itself. Yeah, he tracked him down to Tatooine, and that's where they had their final, their their final moments. And so I don't know if it would have made sense for him to find Kenobi in this series, unless Kenobi wasn't on Tatooine, unless he was on this new planet, and and Maul came across him, and then something happened, and Obi Wan faked his death or something, and Maul thought he was dead, and then he come to find out later he lives, he lives, you know. And I, I don't know. So, uh. What do you think? Like, do you think that would have made any sense? As cool as it would have been to see, uh, do you think it would have made any sense narrative-wise? Yeah, I think he. I think you just said it. And my my opinion is these both is, is both these points. So, firstly, it would have been really cool, but it just doesn't make sense because we've seen this once already in Rebels. So, I wouldn't want to see it twice. Do you know what I mean? Right. And also, if it was just here for a filler, I mean, come on, we don't want filler episodes in Obi Wan. We oh, really yeah. want to. Yeah, so I don't I don't need to revisit anything we've technically already explored. And I know, by the way, uh, Disney might look at this in another way, or Lucasfilm might look at this in another way. And the idea that, well, the Obi Wan show definitely everybody's going to watch that. And really, how many people have watched Rebels? You know, I, I I've only just got around to to watching Rebels. And oh yeah, and stuff. Uh, so people who who will not have seen any of that, people who will not have seen Clone Wars, people who won't have seen any of that. They will watch Obi Wan. People who won't even have seen Mandalorian will watch Obi Wan. You know, like I'm sure there's a bunch of people who are just sticking to the movies and aren't really in tune with um, the the shows and stuff. They'll be like, okay, if an Obi Wan show is coming out, I want to see that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I'm I'm pretty sure there is a demographic which is which which sees that. So they might want to revisit Maul at least maybe as a memory, maybe as something, maybe as as whatever. But um, I hope they don't. I hope I hope it's not included. Oh no, I didn't think of that because I think I think you're, that'd be a cool idea actually with the memory thing with flashbacks because we yeah, I think we basically yeah. know at this point we're going to be getting flashbacks in this series, right? Um, exactly because there's been talk with Hayden Christian or not Hayden Christian with you and McGregor with Entertainment Weekly talking about how when they were on set you know there's Hayden and right. he's Anakin again and I'm Obi Wan again and it's like right. so you know is that like a Freudian slip like are we actually getting flashback scenes to clone wars I think we're getting, oh god i, I I'd love would that predict that we're getting both flashback scenes to clone wars things that might have seen uh, you know what really gets me excited is when we saw that um cover of of the novel um of padawan oh, which yeah. is uh which is anakin young anakin or younger anakin oh brotherhood being the novel oh, is the cover me, for brotherhood yeah. Excuse yeah. Me. yeah 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 brotherhood excuse me not Padawan, because padawan is obi-wan yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah with qui-gon yeah yeah so uh brotherhood uh, when I saw that cover for that you know, for that for that novel coming out, that that looked awesome, and I want to see that live action. Yes. So I want to basically see more of Episode Two and Three. Do you know what I mean? I'm yes. Obi Wan, Anakin, and those in that phase. Uh, I think we're definitely going to see that at least a flashback to that. But, and then we would also see potentially uh, Ray Park coming in as sort Maul. of a little bit of a cameo. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I was going with the flashback flips. thing because. Yeah, to see a flashback of Maul pop up like that. Oh, God, that'd yeah. be so cool to see. Um, oh, God, I yeah. I that Ray absolutely. Park is an insanely good martial artist to this day. Like, oh, he yeah. Never stopped. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's he's ridiculous, uh, and, and, ridiculous in a good way. Word, in yeah. a good way. Um, in a great way. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I think it's cool how they, because they did it for Solo, too, with Maul, how they filmed him to do the physical stuff, but then they got Sam Witwer to come in to do the voice. The same right. Whitmer who did Clone Wars and Rebels did the voice for Maul, right, right, right. and 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 also in Legends he was Star Killer. Um, 
but yeah, he. I, I think it's awesome. If anybody's, uh, if anybody's wondering, by the way, the whole flipping sort of jumping around thing that's not strictly in the martial art he added that on purpose for the flourish but it is still part of the discipline called wushu and it is amazing wushu martial art like it is it is it's next level like you are not is this beyond oh the guy's a beast beyond the guy's a beast yeah if there's ever if i'm ever in the same bar he's in and there's a bar fight i'm on his side i don't care (laughs) who he's fighting i'm on his side so uh but yeah no i think it'd be cool to see them all pop up in some flashbacks um, but not as the main antagonist for the show. I think Vader makes more sense. Honest to God, here's what I see happening, and I don't know this. I don't have any insider information, obviously. I'm a nobody. So, honestly, what I see happening is Obi-Wan's chilling on Tatooine, and he finds out, or he sees a maybe he sees a propaganda broadcast or something of Vader and realizes that Vader is still alive and yeah. realizes... I still have a chance because maybe he thought Vader was dead, you, you know, that he left Anakin for dead on Mustafar and he, I still have a chance to save him. So maybe that's when he goes to, to look at Luke one more time to make sure he's okay. Like we see in the trailer and he's like, yeah, Luke will be fine. I'm, I'm heading off planet for a little while. And then he, and then as he's tracking Vader down, the inquisitors are trying to track him down. And I think that's what it's going to end up being is coming down to the confrontation with Obi-Wan trying to turn Vader one last time. I am uh, hoping, 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 that there's a season two where that happens, even if it's a very short season two. Oh, yeah. And I think that the main antagonist in season one is going to be something which hasn't been explored that much, the mm-hmm. Inquisitors. And um, I think that, I, well, actually not think, I, I would hope that I see a lot more of these Inquisitors because they haven't been given enough weight except in the comics, and we saw them a little bit in the video game. Well, I'm talking about the mainstream stuff. Right. Um uh, the the video game as well um, in Jedi Fallen Order uh, the, with the, with Cal Kestis um, versus uh, what was her name uh, Trilla right yeah Trilla so, yeah. Um, and yeah no the the Inquisitors look awesome they just need to get their piece sort of thing they need they need to get their credit mm-hmm. um, because they they need some more screen time they need some more you know emphasis on them because they're amazing trained in the Sith but not really given everything they're just being a, you know a little bit mm-hmm. of Force users. You know, the, 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 the lightsabers are used as a sort of weapon of torment and fear right. rather than anything else. Oh, look at them wheeling them red lightsabers and stuff. That sort of thing. So, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be scary as hell. I think they're going to be potentially the main antagonists with Vader and potentially Sidious being a boss level sort of thing. Well, Sidious, I say Sidious. Last episode, we talked about Sidious potentially. Well, I talked about Sidious potentially being um, his mind, you know, his powers sort of linking them together or doing something. Right. Through the force. That would be amazing. But yeah, when we when we heard rumors about this thing, well, not rumors, so um this thing about potentially being a season two in Disney, uh Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm, them basically saying that they would love to have more content. It's just a matter of if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So clearly they're open to it if they're saying something like that. Oh yeah. And I hope they do it. I that, that's you know, I, I that's hope, hope they do a season two. I've got because um, that was the other that was another one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, this episode was Kathleen Kennedy, I guess, made some comments talking about a possible season two. And I've got the article pulled up here about what she actually said. Um, she, the, 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 the director of Obi-Wan, Deborah Chow, says it, referring to Obi-Wan Kenobi, was definitely conceived as a limited series and it is one big story with a beginning, middle, and end, which that excites the shit out of me. Um, she yeah. goes on to say the approach has always been that it is one full story. Uh, somebody asked Kathleen Kennedy about 
uh, possibly doing a season two, and she uh, go went on record to say it's certainly something we talk about, mainly because everyone everybody came together and had such an incredible time. Ewan had an incredible time. Hayden had an incredible time. So certainly from that point of view, everybody involved would love to see this not end. But we have to really spend our time asking the question, why would we do it? If we were to decide to do anything more with the Obi-Wan character, we'd have to really answer the question, why? And I'm actually, as much as I would really, I'd kill to see a season two of this, I like that reasoning. I I really like the fact that she's even saying that because... You know, how many times do you see a, a film come out that is a blockbuster that everybody loves? Great story, right? And then it and makes then so much money. And then they just spinoff or the sequel. That yeah, makes. and then it just drives it into the ground. And it's like, yeah. are you serious? You know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm relieved that she has that mentality with it. Um, as much as I would love to see it you know, another season. Yeah. Only if it's worth it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I'm, and I'll be grateful for what we get, but a season two for Obi-Wan learn. What could see, it possibly that, that be? You know? That shows they've learned their lesson from the sequel. trilogy. I, I think so. You know, um, and you know, we've talked about the sequel films quite often on this podcast and oh, yeah. kind of what we thought our yeah. issues with them were and everything. But yeah, I think, I think they've, I think they've learned. I think you're right. I think they've seen. I th- okay. I, I, it's not that I think they've learned from their mistakes, I think they've learned how to navigate <laughs> the fandom. I think is what they've figured yeah, out yeah, more than anything. Yeah. I think they've figured out how to navigate the fandom. So, uh, and then the, the the last thing I wanted to talk about is it's kind of a non-story to be honest. Uh, I'm not shocked by this at all. The article I read said this may be spoilery, but I don't see how this is spoilery at all. Um, but okay. there's reports now that Anchorhead is going to be making an appearance in the Obi-Wan series. I think that's a non-story, right. to be honest. I think that's pretty much a given. Uh, we've never seen Anchorhead in Star Wars canon. Um, the only time we've ever seen Anchorhead at all was in Legends, or I shouldn't say at all in Legends, but the only time we've seen it, seen it, like physically laid eyes on, I think it was Knights of the Old Republic. When you land on Tatooine, I think you're on, uh, I, think you, you're, I think you're an Anchorhead. Um, but... To be able to see it for the first time, and honestly, I got mad at first when I read the article, and then I had to calm down because my first thought was, "Well, we did see it in the deleted scenes for A New Hope," but that was Tashi Station, not not Anchorhead. So, uh, Anchorhead's been mentioned in Book of Boba Fett when he told the Pikes walk that way. You can make Anchorhead by sundown, whatever. So, uh, I think it'd be cool to see it. We've uh, show us some new towns on Tatooine other than Mos Eisley and Mos Espa. For the love of God, mm-hmm. show us something different. There's not, there's more than one town on Tatooine. Let's let's see Anchorhead because Anchorhead's supposed to be this massive spaceport, you know, bigger than Moss Eisley. You know, like it's supposed to be this big capital. So I think it's going to be cool to see. Um, where are you at, Usuf? I, 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 I'm like I said, I think this is a non-story, and I think it's a given. What do you What do you think? Uh, so, stuff like that, I'm just really cautious with. I mean, mm-hmm. I also saw the stuff which I shared earlier about what uh, uh, there's rumors about Samuel L. Jackson as well being talked to about Mace Windu and stuff. Right. Same, same stuff, right? So we're going to keep hearing this stuff until right, it's confirmed. Right. You know, speculation is speculation. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it till the cows go home, as you say over there, over in, a, in, <laughs> in America. In Kansas. Know? Here in Kansas. in Kansas. Yeah. Over there in Kansas, good sir. With your briskets <laughs> and your longhorns and all that. Yeah, Ooh, the you said that, brisket. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's them today. That's word porn over here, man. 
<laughs> oh, man, I loved it. I loved the pastrami brisket and stuff. God, it looked it good amazing. too. You sent me that video. It lo- I was like, oh, <laughs> I, was at work. I opened my phone and it said, Usa sent a video and I was like, oh, and then to top it off, you're in Egypt and you hear Brooks and Dunn boot scootin' boogie playing in the background of that video. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's, that's word porn over here. Um, but yeah, we can take it with a grain of salt. All the, uh, exactly. all the, the little rumors and reports that are coming out. Um, but yeah, I think the anchorhead thing is a non-story at this point. I I I think it's just a given that it's going to be there. Uh, so that's basically going to do it in the world of news. There really hasn't been anything else that dropped in the last week. Watch some big news story will drop between now and Saturday. It's usually the way it works. Um, but that'll do it for the news this week. Uh, let's get into this weekly villain bracket that Usuf started. Usuf, do you want to explain how this works? <laughs> I'd love to. Um, so. Uh, if you listen to last week's podcast, uh, you would know that I am a huge fan of villains in any um, any franchise, really, or any story, period. Whether it's a book, a novel, a TV show, a video game, anything. Uh, the hero is only as good as the villain. That's genuinely my perspective on things. And one of the reasons that got me so stuck into Star Wars and in love with it was just how serious the villains were. This whole concept of Jedi versus Sith or the Force users, you know, light versus dark or what you could do with power sort of thing. So it's, it's really this, even, even way back when I was a child sort of reading about Merlin, you know, the wizard um, in King Arthur. Um, and he, you know, uh, he was taking on uh, uh, the witch and, you know, what, what you do with this power, how you do it for good, you do it for bad, you become a dictator, do you become a, a warlord, do you become a hero, do you help the needy, do you help... All of this stuff goes back to being superheroes, everything. You know, villains is just, is just my thing. I just love it. So uh, Star Wars, you know, we wanted to do a little bit of a twist on things. Rather than think about which villains are the strongest or the most powerful or the most brutish, we wanted to talk about which villains are the coolest. So we wanted to really think, who is the coolest villain? Which villain would you really want to be? you want to emulate which one do you think you're looking over there looking at him with his swag sort of moving over there <laughs> he's not necessarily the most powerful but he's like oh crap look at him get away with that stuff it's kind of like you know james bond sort of suave whatever even if you think james bond uh, 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 even if you think he's not really sort of uh, your traditional hero or whatever you know he's just got that cool swag thing about him you know um yeah so it's that kind of thing where we uh thought that it was not just a funny concept but something that we actually had, had, you know, we all enjoyed just thinking about or talking about. Um, so we've divided them into, uh, into categories. Um, now, the categories which <laughs> we have here, which will be, uh, we'll be going through certain villains listed in the categories. And I'll give you examples as you go along. So the first category, for example, is going to be uh, Sith, Sith Lords. And uh, so that, of course, will include um, Darth Pelagius, Darth Sidious, Darth Bane, etc., uh, miscellaneous force users such as uh, Savage Press and uh, Mother Talzin, you know, um, military figures like uh, General Hux and Tarkin, Moff Gideon, Thrawn, bounty hunters like uh, Boba Fett, Jango Fett, uh, Fennec Shand, Cad Bane, you know, uh, some droids in there as well, IG-11, IG-88. Um, General Assholes is going to be the, the last uh, <laughs> the one, one I'll mention, and it's the one that we're talking about last week and this week. So um, I'll tell you everyone who's in who's on the general assholes category. <laughs> just love that label. I do. Thanks, I do too. Jay Thanks, that. Jay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we just love that. We all love that. I'm surrounded by um, assholes. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like next week when we do our last bracket for this group, we're gonna have to get that sound bite. <laughs> we can even put it on our video. Or we're we we're gonna sort of have to we'll post that all over social media. Surrounded uh, by all assholes. Social media for like once a week or something regularly. <laughs> so we had. Uh, so what we're doing here is within each category, we're gonna have uh, villains in this category face off against each other, right? So it's gonna be one on one. You know, each villain against the other so that we come up with um, finalists in each category. So here are all of the candidates in the general assholes category. We've got Dren Voss, uh, Sebulba, Jabba the Hutt, Newt Gunray, and Hondo and Watto. Last week on our episode, we debuted with a... Uh, we, we randomly select these, by the way, so we don't choose who comes up against who. There's no point system. Mm-hmm. We try to be unbiased. We try to make this as random as possible, um, but still within the categories first. So Hondo came up, got drawn up against Watto, and um, I believe Brian has the has the results on. This. Oh, Hondo won and that. I think it was Hondo won yeah, that by go. a so this landslide. Is, this is overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you if you don't remember who Hondo and Watto were, and if you haven't really watched Clone Wars or TV shows, you won't know really who Hondo is. Um, but yeah, Hondo is a is a is an incredibly cool sort of. Um, He's a mercenary slash dealer slash spare parts dealer slash uh, wheeler dealer going roaming around the galaxy. Sometimes he, he collects, um, I mean, he's not a bounty hunter, but sometimes he collects people and does a few tasks just to get some money's worth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll intervene and do some business with the Empire. Sometimes he'll sell weapons to, um, you know, uh, excuse me, there was an Empire back then. But yeah, sometimes he'll sell weapons to uh, the Separatists. Separatist, sometimes he'll yeah. do stuff. Yeah. Sometimes he'll do stuff with the Jedi, like broker deals and stuff. He's just a he's just a sleeper. tries you know? tries to hold really, Obi Wan, really Anakin, cool. and Dooku for hostage. Oh yeah, for yeah, ransom, yeah. yeah. And he is one of the funniest, coolest cats. Like I love you know, that guy. Hondo, he's got a sometimes he's got a you know he's got this accent, right? You can't really put your finger on it. It's, it's not it's not Rasta. It's not Jamaican. It's not Eastern European. It's some it's some sort of weird Hondo cool vibe. Him and his his goggles is really cool. So it was fun to see everyone just love him. And there were a few people who supported Watto a little bit as well. I think they did it just out of, uh, out of you know, <laughs> out of pity. pity. Because... <laughs> he was getting so his Watto, ass kicked. Reason... <laughs> so Watto, the reason why I, Watto's on this list in the first place, like why he's worth it. So firstly, Watto's got wings. And he, he's really cool. <laughs> One of the reasons that made me really like Watto, he's a hard-headed traitor. Um, you know, I can't really fault him much for owning a slave like Anakin or whichever other slaves because that's just the way of the world over there. It's just the way he is, so that's part of him, the reasons why he is an asshole. But he's so, so clever, so smart. He is He's just one of those things. He's really hard-headed. Qui-Gon Jinn as a Jedi, as a masterful Jedi, tried to influence him with the Force, and it didn't work because He's, this guy's just really dead set on making cash and living through the desert in such a harsh damn environment. He's worth being on this list, but yeah, he seems to be the runt of this list. Um, so yeah, so that's that's one bracket done. So Hondo, you know, Wado's been eliminated, and Hondo's gotten this seat. Hondo's moving on. Yep. Yes, yeah, so we've got four four guys left over here. Um, so Brian, do we have that? Uh, I forgot to to ask you this before we started, but do we have the random selector? I've got uh, it. I'm looking at it. Know? I'm looking at it right now. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. Nice, nice so time. we've so we've got go Sebulba, and, uh, Dryden Voss, Newt Gunray, and Jabba the Hutt left. So we are randomly selecting the next two for the bracket. Uh, here right. we go. Let's cool. just go and get her over with. And first up this week is going to be 
Sebulba. 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 Let's see who Sebulba is going up against. That's applause over there. I don't know, right? Isn't that awesome? All right, and then we're going to spin again. Let's see who Sebulba is going up against. Uh, Sebulba is going up against, well, that seems appropriate, Newt Gunray. (laughs) Newt Gunray. All right, so that's our... uh, that's our That's our next bracket. That's our bracket for this week. It's going to be Sebulba versus Newt Gunray. And uh nice. we're going to see who is the uh the cooler of the two characters. I'm I'm pretty sure I know how that one's going to go too. Um Yeah. But I, I could mean, be wrong. Uh, so I could I like be wrong. Both. I mean, we could we could talk about a little bit about both. Oh, shit. Uh, they both Oops. they both debuted in the I same the wheel again. Uh, we in the same <laughs> film. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we they both debuted debuted in the same film, yeah. Um, in Phantom Menace in Star Wars Episode One, and um, Newt Gunray, I believe he doesn't actually go away until like Episode Three, three right? Yeah, when, Anakin, uh, when Darth Vader, yeah, yeah Vader, Vader, Vader shish kebabs him, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, oh, it's over, yeah, he's uh, yeah. So Sebulba is uh, is a really hard headed. He's uh, he's quite a badass. He's quite a He's quite a gangster type guy, you know. He's clearly mm-hmm. like into spare parts and ships and stuff, and he's got uh, an entourage around him all the time. And Yo, he's racing, so that's how we yeah. meet him. He's yeah, exactly. So he, uh, we meet him, you know, kicking the shit out of uh... <laughs> <laughs> out of little Annie, out of Jar yeah, out of Jar Jar Binks and little Annie. And uh, and Annie stands up to him, and it's very clear that he's sort of like a, a lesser boss, so, mm-hmm. to, so, so to speak. And um, he does a great job, by the way, of introducing us to this thing where, oh, this is a huge wide world over here. Because up until episode one, I mean, episodes four, five, and six, we hadn't really seen much of the world of Star Wars, much of the galaxy or the universe of Star Wars, other than, for example, the canteen, right? The canteen. Mm-hmm. And then we'd seen other planets have different kind, types of aliens, um, like the Ewoks and stuff, obviously, but then other, other aliens that were on base camps and stuff. But um, even then, there weren't really that much. So for us to get this view of Moss Eisley and then Sebulba up here and the way he talks and these different languages that he speaks, right. uh, I'll always have this cool impression of him, genuinely, like a genuinely cool impression of him. Because uh, just because of the way he was introduced and how he was one of the first to really get introduced in this way. And then uh, New Gunray. So he is the, um, he is the Trade Federation, one of the Trade Federation leaders. You guys remember that huge, huge sort of donut-shaped ship up in the space uh, above Naboo? And, you know, they were the ones sort of worried about a Jedi showing up and they were doing the deal with Darth Sidious, you know, the Sith Lords on the side. And, no, there um, are two of them. And was, uh, yeah, this is getting off of hand. <laughs> so this sort of uh, fake Asian accent, by the way, which wasn't mm. very nice when I heard it the first time. That was time, incredibly but, uh, racist back then. It exactly, still is, but yeah, it was exactly, incredible. Incredibly then, racist. Even now it was. Like, yeah. Me, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't a no big fan of that. I mean, it was, that it was funny, but I was, even back then being a child, I was hey, like, uh, what the hell's going on here? Like, you know what's even going? funnier about that? I just thought of this. Like, when you watch Newt Gunray talk, his lips don't match what he's saying, so it's like the old Godzilla films. <laughs> <laughs> you see him talking in, you know, Japanese, yeah. and he's like, Godzilla! But you could tell they're blatantly not saying Godzilla. Exactly. It, it's, exactly. You're right. It was exactly. incredibly, yeah. <laughs> it was just weird. Yeah. It was so weird. So, you know, he's one of those things. He's he's a character, right? So he's a he is a character, and he technically is important. So I mean, I know he doesn't seem that important, but in episodes <laughs> one and two, especially, 
He was funny you know, when too. he comes out. He was, yeah. He and, was. And he's like, he she out. can't do that. <laughs> Shoot her or something. Because <laughs> technically, he's one of these politicians orchestrating mm-hmm. a civil war. So he's a diplomat. He's a traitor. He's obviously a billionaire. Right. He's making these deals. And then if you've seen Clone Wars, you will see just how important the Trade Federation can be. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Oh, yeah. It's massive. And yeah, I've never seen. Everything. I've never and seen the banking system. Yeah. And, and everything. Oh man, like he's he's yeah. I've never seen a corporation that had a seat on a on a on a Senate, on a Parliament or Senate yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. you know what I'm saying. He's like, that big. yeah, he's that big. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so. and then when you whenever if you've read novels, so if you've read something like uh, Tarkin or Lost Stars or stuff. And then you see these corporations, what they do to these different planets. Mm-hmm. They suck them dry. Drain you them of resources. Yeah. Exactly. You then, uh, firstly, firstly, first and foremost, uh, if you haven't read these novels, like me, when you haven't, and then you start getting into them and you see these details and the effort the writers put into these novels, building up these corporations, oh my goodness, it just adds another dimension. Yeah. It shows you how much effort is put into building world building in Star Wars. Oh. My goodness. Oh, yeah, My absolutely. Goodness. Seriously. So that's why genuinely I cannot stress enough why the, the Trade Federation is actually really important. And Newt Gunray is actually quite important. And that makes him quite cool in my books. I mean, imagine a very evil, um, you know, Elon Musk-esque sort of thing where he's on the Senate. Oh, he's, yeah. He's that's in a good, Congress. Yeah. Maybe not Elon Musk himself. I don't have anything against the guy. Like I'm just trying to think of a, of a famous person who's sort right. of yeah, who's, who's remember got that much power. Remember yeah. on Jeff Bezos for whatever. I don't mean to be political or anything. Or oh no, that's like, that's the better that's the better simile. Yeah, so that's like the better Bezos, one. Yeah, like, like somebody who you, who you just don't like. So someone who's willing, you know, like Alibaba.com in China or something. Yeah, you yeah. know, something like something that huge, right? Something that huge has got it that can potentially put its fingers in everything. Yeah. You know, now, now and, picture uh, you know, now picture Amazon having a seat in the U.S. Senate, right? <laughs> like, right. like that's what's going on. That's how powerful he is. And then, yeah, so they'll have logistics centers here in Egypt, which they actually do, and then they'll do that in a port in Dubai, and then Singapore, and China, and mm-hmm. U.S. and Canada, and Russia, and South Africa, and Brazil, and in Argentina, and so every single continent, Australia, every single continent will have they'll have a huge base, and then technically they can sort of manifest themselves and perhaps even start a civil war somewhere so that Kenya right. might stable down or Somalia or something. Maybe then they get less pirates or maybe they'd get more pirates. So then they stop other shipping companies from delivering their products. So only Amazon gets the product, whatever. Like, uh, you know, this is just obviously a really fake example. I swear. Yeah, I but it's a good one though. Buy, it's, it's really yeah, good. I mean, it's we a really good one. Buying Kindles and stuff. And I love Amazon. So I have nothing against Amazon. <laughs> just to make that clear. But, but you're right. The, the, the caliber yeah. of the company and, and of the people, it's, it's, a, it's the same. Uh, so, so, right. But yeah, no, yeah. So basically, imagine uh, Jimmy Hoffa going up against Jeff Bezos right now. <laughs> That's right, kind right, of the way, or right, a bully. Yeah. Who would be a good bully? I don't know. But anyway, um, wait. So I think I think Sabulba would be. You remember how? Uh, well, okay, I'm not really good. I'm not really well versed in this, but okay. um, uh, I know Carol Shelby's an amazing pioneer. He's a great guy. Imagine a, a mix between Hoffa and Carol Shelby. Oh yeah. You know oh yeah, I mean? no, that'd be that a good be, yeah, yeah. So Shelby, he's amazing. He's a pioneer. He's brilliant. Especially, I love that latest film which came out, Ford versus Ferrari, as well. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't mean it in a bad way either, guys. I'm just trying to give examples here. So um, 
Yeah, it's just the thing that uh, Sabulba, you know, he was he's he's also this sort of like real local gangster type guy. Yeah. So yeah, um, hope I didn't drag on them. No, 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 you're you're good. Um, Yeah. So sometimes sometimes people don't really understand why we included the little assholes list to begin with. But yeah, these guys. These characters do have influence in the story of Star Wars. They do, yeah. Do. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Otherwise, we wouldn't really care about putting them on here. Yeah. So this week it is against uh, Sebulba and Newt Gunray. We're going to put up on the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, and the Twitter feed. These are your uh, candidates for this week to vote for. You guys can vote more than once if you want. You just have to go to all three places to vote more than once. And uh, next week we'll find out who the winner is, and we will uh, discuss that. And then I think it's pretty obvious who we're picking next week. Next week it's going to be Dryden Voss versus Jabba the Hutt, which will be a really cool one. Actually, yeah. considering they're both yeah. crime lords, I think that actually worked out really well. So that's actually really cool. It that's is cool how cool. that kind of worked out, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. we'll introduce them a little bit more next week. I think you know. I think you guys know who they are. But yeah, we'll talk about them a little bit. More. Oh, absolutely. So uh, head over to our Facebook page, to the Twitter account, and on the YouTube channel. All the links for that will be in the description of this podcast, where you guys can go and vote, make your voices heard, and. Uh, Go check it out. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So uh, before we get into upcoming canon, let's talk about some of the canon that came out this week. Uh, a couple pieces. The High Republic Tempest Runner script, which was uh, Tempest Runner was an audio drama uh, that was really good, by the way. It followed Lorna D. Uh, it uh, finally got its hardback script edition, its book edition, hardcover, whatever you want to call it. It finally came out this past week. And then in the world of comics, we got Halcyon Legacy number two. It just came out on Wednesday. Uh, upcoming canon for novels, we've got Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnston coming out on April 5th, Brotherhood by Mike Chen on May 10th, Stories of Jedi and Sith, June 7th, Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher, uh, that's coming out on June 28th, that one can't get here quick enough as far as I'm concerned, Padawan by Kirsten White, July 26th, uh, The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis is coming out on August 16th. Star Wars Insider Fiction Collection, The High Republic Volume 1, is coming out on October 4th. That's the collection of all of the Star Wars Insider short stories that were exclusive to that magazine. They're releasing them in an omnibus for all of us non-subscribers to that uh, magazine. Uh, the High Republic Convergence, kicking off wave, or, I'm sorry, Phase 2 of The High Republic uh, by Zoreta Cordova comes out on October 4th. The High Republic Quest for the Hidden City... By George Mann comes out on October fourth. Uh, Hunters Battle for the Arena by Mark Oshiro, November first, and uh, I think that's going to tie into the uh, mobile game that's coming, or I think the Nintendo Switch game that's coming out, the uh, Hunters game. And then on November first, we've also got the High Republic Path of Deceit by Justina Ireland and Tessa Groton. Uh, those are your novels coming out that we know of so far. Comics. Uh, I'm only doing comics about a month out for upcoming canon. Because these dates change so often. As a matter of fact, Dr. Afra number 19 was on last week's list. It was supposed to come out this past week, but they pushed it back to the 23rd. Darth Vader number 21 is on the 23rd of March. Bounty Hunters 21 is coming out on March 30th. Bounty Hunters number 22, April 6th. Uh, also on April 6th is Star Wars number 22. And then on April 13th, we've got Crimson Reign number 4, Halcyon Legacy number 3, and Star Wars number 22. So that is what your upcoming canon looks like uh, for right now. Uh, a lot of it. There's, and I, what I find interesting is people who talk about how there's not a lot of Star Wars canon. There's way more than you think there is. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of it out there. Um, 
And, and and granted, we're nowhere near where the EU was in the level of novels yet, because there's like 250 some novels, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we're I think we're coming up close in the 60s or 70s, if I'm not mistaken. So um, we are going to get into mailbag questions for this week. So how do you guys get a question on the Star Wars Canon Podcast? You can email it to us at Star Wars Canon Podcast at gmail.com, or you can visit us at 1138productions slash contact, and you can send in a question there. Um, I've got two official questions that we want to address, and there's a third question that we got that I was going to answer, and then I talked to the guys at 1138, and they were like, ah, I don't know if I would really touch it or not. We all know. Um, but upon talking to Usif, I think we've come up with a way where we're still going to kind of broach the subject a little bit, but we're yeah. the, the, the reason we're kind of leery about it is the nature of the question. Um, kind of the attitude behind the question, I guess you could say. Uh, it was the yeah, way exactly. it was pretty aggressive. That was the way Usav described it. it. It was a little aggressive. Um, so I don't want to. I don't want to. And that that is genuinely my only problem because the issue being raised is a is a it's a fair point. It's a good question. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it had it been presented a little bit, you know, a little more polished. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> um, I think I think we would have went ahead and, and and said who sent, but I'm not going to say the name of who sent it or anything, but. Um, basically we wanted to talk about this question before we got into the, to the mailbag questions and just kind of talk about it a little bit and, uh, kind of, I guess, clear up any confusion that there might be. Cause apparently there is a little bit of confusion somewhere. Um, but this person sent in an email basically talking about how they believed that the star Wars expanded universe, which is now legends is the one and true canon that that is exactly what happened Everything that's come out since then is glorified fan fiction, and basically we are just feeding into it and making it worse by talking about it on, a, on a, having a podcast dedicated to it and by supporting it. Um, and and so we didn't really want to didn't want to put the person's name out there. We didn't want to you know cause any backlash against them. Uh, but we, I think we, it's something we need to talk about. You know, um, we've talked about on this podcast before what is and isn't canon, and the, the I get look I I get that there are people out there that really love the expanded universe the legend stuff I I totally get it, um, but it's it's something and and don't get me wrong I wish that Lucasfilm would continue to uh, produce that material for that audience because there's obviously a market for it there's obviously an audience for it so I I, I do think they need to keep continuing those stories there's really good stories there are some good characters that I know people love. Um, so I, I, first off, I'm not against them ever. Say, if they come out tomorrow and say we're going to continue Legends, we're going to keep doing this, this timeline, with you know, say Mara Jade and the Solo Twins, or you know, and all that. Awesome, cool, more power to you. You know, that's exactly right. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. it adds it adds a full dimension. So I'd, I'd be happy to see that. It, it does, and and to be fair, there is still stuff that's coming out that is not canon. The the visions animations were not canon the novel ronin was not canon you know i don't really want to say that it's actually in the legends timeline either because it's kind of its own thing from what i've heard um but there's there i still think that for the record before we start explaining this you know because i feel like we have to explain it one more time uh i i i'm totally for them to continue producing this this timeline you know what i'm saying um but in the email that they they made it a point to say George Lucas considered the EU to be canon to his films. And so I wanted to address this because this is a big misconception. 
I'm not trying to prove anybody right. I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong. I'm just trying to put the truth out there and to put out what has been said, what has been stated on the record so that we all know as a community what is and isn't. You guys can still enjoy your legend stuff. I totally get it. I, I, I get you guys love it, and I'm not going to take that from you. I'd never want to. Um, but we've got several different clips saying, you know, that that – what what is and isn't canon and it actually dave filoni was on the star wars show oh god i don't know how long ago it was now uh but the subject was broached with him so i'm just gonna i'm gonna play a clip from that from that interview real quick for you guys there's this notion that everything changed and when everything became legends and i can see why people think that but you know having worked with george i can tell you that it was always very clear and he made it very clear that the films and the TV shows were the only thing that he considered canon. That was it. Mm -hmm. So everything else was a world of fun ideas, exciting characters, great possibilities. But the EU was created to explore all those things. And I know and I fully respect people's opinion about it that some of the material said the next canon part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like... From the filmmaking world that I was brought into, the TV series, the films were it. Mm -hmm. They were set in stone. So it was not a big change for me when everyone was saying it's everything's legend status now. I'm like, yeah, that's what I've always understood. It's all legend status. So that that's straight from Dave Filoni's. That mouth. was really that was really cool. And and for being such a short um, explanation. It, it had everything you needed in it. Like that was that was the best explanation I could have possibly found. You know what I mean? But but I'll go one further um, because some people might say, "Well, he's hired by Disney to say that." Oh, that's fair enough. I, I you may have that argument, but let's take it to the top notch. All right, so let's go to the maker himself, George Lucas. He on three separate occasions he has been stated on the, he's been recorded on the record talking about this exact subject. Um, and I want to read all three of his quotes because there's three separate magazines, three separate interviews where he had quotes talking about this. Uh, the first one was uh, Cinescape in July of 2001. Uh, his exact words were, quote, There are two worlds here. There's my world, which is the movies, and there's the other world, this other world that has been created, which I say is the parallel universe, the licensing world of the books, games, and comic books. That's what was said in 2001. Um, in August of 2005, on a, in a magazine called Starlog, he was quoted in saying, quote, I don't read that stuff. I haven't read any of the novels. I don't know anything about that world. That's a different world than my world, but I do try to keep it consistent. The way I do it now is they have a Star Wars encyclopedia, so if I come up with a name or something else, I look it up and see if it has already been used. When I said other people can make their own Star Wars stories, we decided that like Star Trek... We would have two universes, my universe and then this other one. They try to make their universe as consistent with mine as possible, but obviously get their get, obviously they get enthusiastic and want to go off in other directions. That is directly from George Lucas. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like Agents of Shield with Marvel. I think I'm going to open up a can of worms saying this. It's kind of like Agents of Shield with Marvel. How the films don't consider Agents of Shield canon, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. considers themselves canon, and so they make their show around the films, but the films just don't even pay attention to the show. Uh, and, and it's not for all the shows. It's just for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But um, that's that's George Lucas's quote in 2005. And then later on in May of 2007, uh, for Total Film, 
he was uh, when he says Howard, he's referring to Howard Rothman, who was the president of Lucas Licensing uh, at the time about the books and the comics and everything like that. So his quote says, Howard tries to be consistent, but sometimes he goes off on tangents and it's hard to hold him back. He once said to me that there are two Star Trek universes. There's the TV show and then there's all the spinoffs. He said that these were completely different and didn't have anything to do with each other. So I said, okay, go ahead. So when Lucas agreed to all of these books and everything being published, that was the agreement was that they would be in their own like parallel timeline. So they weren't actually considered canon. I don't know why everybody keeps thinking that all of the old EU stuff was canon because even George Lucas himself did not consider it to be canon. Um, and, and, and it, you know, there's there's several references in EU. You know, I haven't read all of it. I, I've read a chunk of it, but I've never read all of it. There are things that are mentioned in the EU that blatantly flies in the face of the films that Lucas made after these books came out, like Heir to the Empire, talking about the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars that were talked about in Heir to the Empire are a completely different kind of Clone Wars than what we got in the prequels. Those Clone I mean, there were literal clones of Jedi in the Heir to the Empire version of Clone Wars. And then when the films came out, they were obviously not the case. So Lucas didn't believe that they were canon. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not saying that those aren't great stories and that they couldn't be a great, that that couldn't be a good timeline for the Star Wars universe. It very well could be, you know, but at the canon podcast, we focus on what is legally considered canon. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, and it had, look, and, and, and the person who wrote this email, if you're listening, I, I don't know if you are or not, had you worded your email maybe not so aggressively, we would have been more than happy to read your name, read your email, and, and let you present your point. But instead, you know, because of the nature of the email, we just kind of wanted to touch on it a little bit and then and then move on. So, uh, Usif, did you have anything you wanted to add uh, Con- uh, you, concerning you canon pretty much uh, said everything that I didn't mean know. to leave you in the dust there buddy no 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 you, you, <laughs> you, you did nothing of the sort you did pretty much said everything that needs to be said because the only thing I would add is um, since day one of this podcast Brian you know since even before I was listening to it since we joined the reason why we were able to see eye to eyes because we want this to be an environment where you everyone go ahead read whatever it is you want to right. read Right. Enjoy content. If you like something, don't listen to anyone else to tell you to not like it. Absolutely, um, yeah. Uh, we we definitely try to not get political or into you know any sort of thing. We try to stay keep it in Star Wars. We try to keep it fun and enjoyable. This is a space for us to vent, to enjoy ourselves, to talk about stuff that we love. It's an escape. It's uh, it's uh, it's a passion project. It, it is positivity. It's what we want it to be. So, um, I, you know, we, we did not appreciate getting a, an aggressive message for no reason. And even if you uh, guys love something in particular in Star Wars, uh, go ahead and love it. So the reason why, by the way, we're taking so much time to look to talk about this stuff is because it is canon. We're talking about what is technically and isn't technically part of the story. So, for example, something that's part of the EU is that Luke Skywalker got married, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe not got married, but had a relationship with someone. So with with, uh, with 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 a girl. And, you know, so the thing is that is that canon or isn't it? Well, I mean, it doesn't affect the story at all. It technically didn't happen. So you can't really consider it when you're watching episode 79, when you're looking at, you know, how, you know, Luke Skywalker pro- progressed throughout his time. Right. It's not included. So that's why it's important. 
you know, why is this important? Because does it contribute or change or anything in the in, in a storyline of, of or a sequence of events? Well, if it does, then it counts. If it doesn't, then it counts, but in a different way. Okay, we're not saying it doesn't count. We're not we're not saying that, oh no, you should never read Legends at all or EU or whatever. Absolutely not. Read it, talk about it, love it. We can talk about it for sure. But the thing is that you know, we're we, there's so much canon to talk about. Exactly as Brian would say, there's a lot of Star Wars canon. It's there's a worth lot, it yeah. to focus on the canon. Yeah, that's that's all I got to say. There's a, the bit of the ethics and the bit of why it's important to actually mm-hmm. focus on canon, on what is it, what isn't canon. It's important for us to define that. Yeah. Oh, and you know, we were accused in the in the email of basically crapping all over the EU. We've never done anything of the sort. I think the EU is a great pool to pull material from to bring into canon. You know, I, and, I, and I would never crap all over that. So uh, it's, it, I think it's, honest I to God, I think it's a I purist. This person's so a purist. Much, yeah. So I mean, I would, um, I would argue that actually so much of the EU that appeals to me personally more than other stuff. Last year, I was, I was really, we did this thing where we put Luke Skywalker on trial. Yeah. And I wanted to see more of badass Luke. I wanted to see him, you know, and I was really upset that he, you know, went down the way he did in episode seven, episode eight, where he just left everything and, you know, hid somewhere in, in solitude sort of thing. Whereas in EU, he, you know, he, he's, he, he's a freaking badass. He goes through stuff. He goes through trials. He does amazing adventures, missions. I think obviously there is canon stuff. Like right. That. But in EU as well, there's, there's way more of where, where that came from. And uh, honestly, there's a lot of stuff in you that I would love to sort of go as well. So that we would never, ever sort of. Oh, never, never. Uh, but that's there's all. A lot that, of good content out there. Oh, yeah. But that's all I really wanted to say. I shouldn't say all because that was a mouthful. But uh, we, we, we wanted to address <laughs> that that a little bit. But uh, yeah. So let's move on to the mailbag questions uh, of you guys that are tolerant of other people's opinions and love Star Wars as much as we do. And uh, want to see we got a couple it. of cool questions. Yeah, we we yeah, have we have a couple nice of really good questions. So, uh, the first question this week comes from Mark Willis, and Mark sends in, "Hello, Canon Podcast Crew. So great to hear you guys on the air again and talking about our favorite thing in the world. Thank you so much, Mark. It's, it's awesome to have you as a listener." Uh, Mark asks, "Are Vader and Anakin the same person? Would like to hear your opinions. Thanks for the question, Us. If you're a villain guy, what's your opinion?" So yeah, so because I'm a villain guy. I love, I genuinely, genuinely love Anakin's arc. And exactly what I'm saying here is Anakin's arc. So I think they are the same person. But I know that technically there's been a few interviews somewhere where Anakin technically is no longer Anakin when he turns into Darth Vader because the Force affects him so much that Anakin becomes a memory within his mind. You know, when when Darth Vader himself in episode six when he speaks to luke and luke you know when when luke uh, presents himself to him um and then um darth vader is like so you've accepted that i am your father i have accepted that you were once anakin skywalker and then he's a that name no longer means anything to me see you see and now this this is where it started right this is where it started where he um he he shows you that he um, was one thing and is now another. And the actions that he, you know, up from Order 66 all the way 
through the process of really turning into Darth Vader, really earning the Emperor's... Well, I mean, the Emperor never truly respected him. Right. But really earning the Emperor's rank, excuse, excuse me, the Sith rank with, along, alongside the Emperor, uh, alongside uh, Darth Sidious. Um, he, this is, firstly, this is a very important question because it, it's, it's so core to Star Wars and how Star Wars began and what's important about it because of the huge drop that Anakin fell and then Vader, and then Vader turns back to redeem himself, sort of to restore balance to the Force when he takes out Darth uh, Sidious to mm -hmm. save Luke, and then he himself is sacrificed and he dies, and he turns into a Force ghost. For to me, I mean, see, this is this is the thing, right? I, in my interpretation, Anakin and Vader are the same damn person, and it is just so amazing to see this this transformation. You know, he's gone, he's fell, he's fallen so hard, man. He's fallen so hard. And it's when you see the guy, what he goes through, a anyone who is, you know, um, 1138, Nick, you know, he was just showing someone um, the films as well. And, and the comment when she saw the first three films, she was like, it's my favorite film, Revenge of the Sith. Right. so sad. That's so emotional. That's such an emotional concept, right? And then it's Star Wars. Star Wars isn't pew pew. It isn't just lightsabers and, and guns and stuff and starfighters and whatever and starships and things. Um, seriously, uh, Star Wars is our favorite. And most of you know people's favorite book is Lost Stars, which is in essence a love story. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Darth Vader and Anakin is genuinely someone being challenged to his core by fear of losing what he has because he came from nothing. And all of a sudden he's given everything because he's so talented and he's so gifted. But he's so worried about keeping it all together that he ends up destroying it. What? It is so. It is so. It's so brilliant in itself. And the thing isn't just that I love a villain, so therefore I love Darth Vader. I love the guy that turned into a villain without even meaning to. He got corrupted by himself, and then by someone else, and then by himself, and then he didn't get corrupted. Then he went back, and then he went somewhere. And oh no, like, mm -hmm. it's just brilliant. I'm sorry, I was just fanboying over. No, that. you're good. It, it's just. I love that. Love that. I um, see. I'm of the mentality that they are the same person still, and and and, I, and right. the reason I think that is, and the reason I feel that way, is Vader. No matter where you see him in the timeline, he's got cracks in his armor. Not literally, but he's got cracks in his armor where Anakin shines through. Um, you know, you look yeah. at, you look at Rebels yeah, when he's fighting Ahsoka and she cuts his mask, and you hear. Ahsoka, you know, and, and it's Anakin turns around and she's it's Anakin yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's his voice again and he recognizes her, you know, and he has to stop and contemplate for a second. Is this really what I want to do? Even throughout the comics, there were a lot of times where Vader really didn't want to be Vader. You know, he, he was the victim right. in his own story. And, you know, even when you get into the comics between Empire and Jedi, yeah, Vader's kind of gone through this um, trial by the Emperor where the Emperor has basically scared him straight back to where he should be as and the apprentice. The as well, yeah, the and, as well. and so he's still trying to... He's still trying to be a... I don't want to say be a father to Luke, but he's still trying to reach out to Luke knowing that he's his son. Ever since, you know, the moment he finds out that Skywalker was the name of the guy that blew up the Death Star, when Boba Fett tells him that name in the comics, from that moment on, he's on a hunt for Skywalker. And it's because he wants to rule the galaxy as father and son. So he yeah. still 
you can't say I'm not I killed Anakin Skywalker, but I'm your father. You know, so he instead of telling Luke if if Anakin Skywalker was truly dead in Vader's mind, then he shouldn't have said, you know, I am your father. He should have said Anakin Skywalker was your father and I was Anakin Skywalker. You know, it should have been something along those lines, not I am your father. If he was honest to God, an entirely new being, then he wouldn't have said I am your father. So I and, and, and he wouldn't have had that soft spot for Luke. No matter what, he wouldn't have had that soft spot. That's for a Luke. that's a pretty cool take. And yeah. even and even in the I comics, yeah, yeah, and even in the comics when he's threatening Luke over the comms, uh, Tie Fighter to X Wing, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill all your friends, and I'm going to I'm going to take everything that belongs to you. He still keeps referring to him as son. I'm going to take everything from you, son. Like everything, it's just over and over and over again. So I don't think he ever became two people. Yeah, he can say, you know. Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him all he wants. Just like Obi-Wan can say, yeah, Luke was the chosen one all he wants. That's his point of view. Vader may have his own point of view of, no, I purged everything from myself that was Anakin Skywalker. That name no longer has any meaning to me. He knows better. Well, he wanted to believe that. Yeah, he wanted to believe that. As much as Ben Solo wanted to believe that he was meant for the dark side, you know what I'm saying? Like, So I think... Honest to God, I think Vader had the same problem Ben Solo did of being, quote-unquote, seduced by the light side. I think there was always that tug back to the light, even on Vader. I don't think Vader was ever too far gone, to be completely do honest. You think, be- uh, do you think one of the reasons that Ben Solo and Anakin or Kylo Ren and Darth Vader sort of um, hit back and then never they never fully reached their potential as their villain selves either, right? Um not, I think I, I genuinely think that that was down to um, their masters, because we yeah. know this is true in Vader's sense. But their masters purposefully uh, mistreating them, not just purposefully limiting them without them knowing, holding holding them back, yeah. mistreating them, but then mistreating them as well. So when Kylo Ren in Episode Eight. Looks at you know just before he he smashes his his helmet to pieces in the elevator, mm-hmm. he he looks at Snoke and he's like, "I gave everything to you," and then Snoke takes that stupid thing off, yeah, you know, or whatever it is he says. But yeah, uh, he he just mistreats treats him. It's kind of like uh, maybe not a father figure, but maybe he's kind of like a master or a teacher or a boss who's who's asked everything of you, and then he still gives you shit and crap, right? And then you're like. Why am I not getting a single piece of motivation? I'm facing challenges here, motherfucker. You know, yeah. You know what I mean. So, and then Vader, same, same stuff. So he then reverts back, and he's like, no, 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 because because if he was to encourage this, he because then Vader and Kylo Ren would be like, yeah, yeah, I'd shoot down the starship, and then mm-hmm. I'd stab my father, and then I'd um, kill the rebels, and then I'd you know do so and so. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah, I, I just, that's another point i think I would say. And, that's why he he still holds on to a piece of anakin because that's when he knows that that's a little bit of his core and that's where he's from yeah I think. And, and what uh, i don't know if that's a conscious choice but yeah what else is cool between kylo ren and vader i know this wasn't the question but uh, there's a lot of parallels here um that we can we can draw um some conclusions from maybe draw some conclusions from when you look at vader like he even told luke at one point in return of the jedi it's too late for me you know, like yeah. he like he was saying, I want to turn back, but it's too late for me. And 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 this is like, the way oh, it has yeah, to that's be. That's a nice thought. Right. That can't happen. And then when you look at Kylo Ren, you know, it took 
his father to save him. Just you know, and it's kind of the opposite because for Vader, it took his son to save him. For Kylo, it was his father to save him. And I, and I don't care what anybody says about why Kylo turned back. It wasn't Ray Force healing him. It wasn't anything like that. It was Han Solo because in the Force Awakens, Le- Leia makes the comment, you know. Han makes the comment, if Luke couldn't reach him, what makes you think I could? And she said, Luke's a Jedi. You're his father. His father. And so I fully believe that it was Han that was the reason that he, he came back. And so, and, you know, the way Luke as the son saved his father, so uh, Ben's father saved him as the son. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of a cool little parallel. And it did kind of, you know, like George Lucas says, it rhymes. You know, the stanzas always rhyme in these trilogies. So it was kind of a nice little parallel. Um, but... I I think those two had the same conflict going inside of them between do I want to be Ben Solo, do I want to be Kylo Ren, do I want to be Anakin Skywalker, do I want to be Vader, you know? So I don't I think they were the same person all the way through and I think it was I think it was just a I think it was just a, a mental torment for Vader to be completely honest because the more com- the more and more issues of comics we get the more and more character building believe it or not that we get on Vader like we do like we need any more character development on Vader but we're we're getting more and more, and he's going through more and more shit that the Emperor's putting him through, and you're like, Jesus, I get it now. Like, I get why he's such an asshole. So I I think they were the same person. Um, but it's an interesting question. It's a really good question because on the surface you want to say, no, they're two separate people, but when you really start to dive into it, it there's it could go either way, you know. So I think some people actually might think, well, on the surface they're the same person. He just turned bad, then turned good. But I don't. Uh, yeah, but people need to understand there's a huge debate here because the other side of, of of the debate here, which would say no, they are different, is because technically Vader would have sort of, as you just said, purged or tried to purge most of Anakin out of him. Right. So he's he's doing things that Anakin would never have done. He's committed to being Vader. He's committed to killing people. Yeah, soldiers that are fighting for their freedom. Technically, who he was, you know, he was upholding freedom on every planet he went to. Yeah, he was he was bastion of truth and and goodness, and he was leading his his clone troopers. You know, they they loved him because he was he would he would sacrifice himself. He mm-hmm. jumped into the line in front of them, and even though they're clones, so technically they don't matter as much. You know, cannon fodder and whatever. No, he would he wouldn't be like that. No, yeah, they were soldiers. people. They're my brothers in arms. Yeah. They were people. They're they're my brothers in arms. Even even better than just people. You know, I, I know these people. I trained with them. They they made me better. Therefore, I have to stand with them. Right. And well, I loved him and Ahsoka so much. Yeah. Hell, even oh, in episode, episode three. By the way. Yeah. Hell, even in episode. Three, even yeah, in episode three, after he murks all of the separatist leaders, he's standing out on this balcony on Mustafar, and as he turns his head, you can see the tear running down his face. Oh, that was that. You was know, it. and so if you haven't seen, yeah, this, it, this part, if you don't remember it, you need to watch this because it's so good. Because he looks down at, at the lava, mm-hmm. and then he looks up at the sun. That little bit of light. As soon as he sees the little bit of light, you he can turns. See the well, he can't bear to look at the light. Yeah. Oh goodness me! I yeah, love that. So... Because and then everything that whole sequence with the with the music with the that is I I swear like those moments those few minutes from all the way up from Anakin walking up those stairs into the Jedi Temple mm-hmm. all the way to that moment when he looks up at the light on 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 uh, on, uh, on Mustafar planet and he's just sort of looking back down again because he can't bear to look at him tear strokes down his eyes that is probably a culmination of star wars for me oh yeah in one sort of continuation yeah it is so it is so full of passion it's so full of storytelling you you have everything you need to know in that one sequence 
Because in between that, Obi-Wan is also talking to Padme, I think. And then the music and then what he's doing and then going in there. God, that is just so cool. It, it's so good, yeah. So. Oh, by the way, so uh, there was this novel, right? So who who did the novelization for episode three, right? Do you remember? Uh, it name? was, yeah, it was, oh, man, it was something. A gruesome. A something gruesome, Stover. Right? I can't, Matthew Stover. Matthew Stover, yeah. right. So he, this guy has a reputation for being a gruesome. I, I had no idea about this, so I must have across this um, a few days ago. Uh, Matthew Stover was doing online interviews and stuff a few years back on YouTube, and apparently he he was talking about like he has like a gruesome reputation, like almost as bad as uh, George R. R. Martin for some reason. So I was like, <laughs> uh, why is that? So apparently one of the things, but this is just a little snippet uh, of what of some of the things he says. Because now now I have to buy this thing and read it, which I was going to do anyway, but I you know I was doing it in steps because I'm really behind on these books. Um, the 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 moment where he ste- goes up the steps. Matthew Stover explains that he talked to George Lucas about this. And George Lucas gave him free reign to do whatever he wanted as long as it did not contradict anything in the films and not to expand too much so that it needed sort of, that it created a gap in the films Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Where, oh, I wish we would have explained that a little bit more in the film because there's so much in the books sort of thing. Um, Like, for example, in Harry Potter, in the books, Voldemort, you know, there's 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 a hex or a curse put on Anybody who uses the word Voldemort, then immediately snatchers will show up in your area because that's a curse mm-hmm. where like, oh, we'll it's know taboo. people who defy yeah. Voldemort. Yeah, yeah. So you refer to him as he, he who must not be named. That's part of the that's part of the sanctity of it, right? So we want to keep him that evil mm-hmm. where if you even use the the or even if if you even use his name, you know, so that was never explained in the films. Yeah. Right. So he didn't want the same thing happening in his books. Obviously he didn't, you know, Harry Potter hadn't even come out yet. Uh, the films, at least, in that in that um, that late on, at least. But yeah, so the thing is that um, uh, he went up the steps, Anakin, and um, Matthew Stover has said, always said that he 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 said that he always imagined there being a temple guard at the gates, like there wouldn't just be zero security. Right. Sure, there'd be there'd be they'd be lax security, but there you know there'd still be security. There'd, there'd be a gatekeeper, and that sounds so cool, right? So it makes sense when you think about it that way, and then. What happens apparently is, you know, uh, Anakin shows up at the door. The gatekeeper opens the gates or the door to see Anakin there. But then all of a sudden he doesn't see anything because Anakin opens his lightsaber through, turns on his lightsaber through the gatekeeper's head. Mm-hmm. And that is just so gruesome. That is just so yeah. heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I'm sorry insane. I went off on this tangent. No, no. And, and it's. It's not this just the gruesome. Of how Matthew Silver writes, by the way. It's so, not just yeah. the gruesomeness of that book either. They added a lot of deleted scenes and stuff in there. Matter of fact, um, I've got a screenshot of my favorite quote from that book. Let me pull it up on my phone real quick because I took a screenshot of it the other day, um, and I and I adore it. I do. I still have it. I thought I had it. I do. Here it is. Um, so there was a a scene that was deleted, and I think we talked about it last week or a couple weeks ago when we were talking about deleted scenes. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a scene in episode three where Anakin realizes Obi-Wan had come to visit Padme before he got there. And he's like, Obi-Wan was here, wasn't he? And she's like, yeah, he's worried about you and blah, 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 whatever. So that scene where he comes to talk to Padme is in the book. And in the book, and I've got the quote right here from the book, right. the excerpt. Uh, and it, this is what Obi-Wan told Padme during that, that meeting. He said, I'm not blind, Padme, though I have tried to be for Anakin's sake and for yours. Anakin has loved you since the day you met in that horrible junk shop on Tatooine. He's never even tried to hide it, though we do not speak of it. We pretend that I don't know. And I was happy to because it made him happy. 
you made him happy when nothing else ever truly could. Why the, excuse my language, why the fuck is that not in the movie? Exactly. Why is that scene not canon? That scene's not canon. Why is that scene not freaking canon? You know, I, that is, that's one of the most beautiful things I've ever read in Star Wars. That's an amazing, that, that explains so much oh it does the relationship yeah between obi-wan and anakin yeah so and, and that kind of love between a brother and between obi-wan and anakin like that no i don't care how oh, far anakin went yeah. to the dark side the, the, he was uh, the, he was always anakin as vader he he never truly went i guarantee it so um anyway yeah we yeah, kind of went on off on a tangent a little bit there <laughs> yeah no 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 i mean seriously obi-wan and and, and and anakin that is genuinely a huge part of what i want to see because it's not simply as it was in episode four, uh, you know, back when it all started, when um, Anakin, when uh, when Vader faces Obi Wan, he's like, "When we last met, you were the master. Now I am the master." Sort of thing. Yeah. That that's not that's not as it's not just that. There's so much more. It's not there. cut and dry anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and that scene as well, like that last scene when Obi Wan and Anakin bid each other farewell. Technically, that is the last time. Anakin, sorry, Obi Wan sees Anakin yeah. as Anakin. Yeah. Next time he sees him, he's Darth Vader. He's Vader. I know yeah. they're the same person. I just said he's the same person. I'm just saying that he's now turned into this thing, right? Which he wasn't. Anakin was not on a trajectory to be a Sith Lord, not one bit. He was. He was just trying to find a solution. That's my take on this. He was just trying, yeah. trying to. He, he was just trying to fix his insecurities. He was just trying to see see his life sort of be happy and protect the one he loves. You know. Yeah. Uh, and um. And then Sidious did, did did his thing, and that moment of confusion, and then taking on Mace Windu and stuff. Oh, that was just amazing. Oh, it is, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that sort of transformation, and everything. Yeah, yeah. We hope in a tangent, roundabout kind of way, Mark, we answered your question. So we 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 kind of. <laughs> I almost forgot there was a question. Yeah, I know we went off the rails there a little bit, but it's fine because anytime we get to talk about Star Wars and really deep stuff like this, I absolutely love it. So, um, but that should say something, Mark. Your your question was very thought provoking. So that was a very good question. Really uh, happy to have had that on the show. Thanks for sending it in, man. Uh, and we got one more question we're going to do this episode before we sign off. Uh, and it's from Jenny Stromberg. And Jenny writes in and says, In the book of Boba Fett, the armorer states that Beskar, I'm sorry, that the Beskar spear is a danger to Mandalorians and the metal should only be used for armor. Why can't Mandalorians use Beskar to create weapons? Love your content and may the force be with you. Thanks for the question, Jenny. Um, very this, good question. This is an interesting question because uh, in that exact same scene, it it that line that she says is contradicted. Um, she you know he he says then forge it into armor. Then why do we have a lightsaber that's made out of Beskar? Mm-hmm. Why do we have whistling birds in the gauntlets that? You know, and, made, and out of made out of Beskar. And then if you want to say, well, that's just ammunition, that's cool, but his gauntlet's made out of Beskar, and it's basically a gun. You know, so, yeah, I, I don't get where that where that distinction, or not where that distinction, no, but right. where that that's idea comes had, from. Um, I don't know why she would be... Word for word, exactly what she says. Like yeah. The, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the forgery, she, you know, when, when he goes in Book of Boba Fett, Episode 5, I've got the episode right now, and... Um, I pulled it up specifically because of this, because this was just so cool to, to read as a question, because I don't have an answer to this, actually. Because, I, yeah, um, I don't either. Yeah, exactly. So the thing is, right, that the first, you know, the lightsaber was forged many, many eons ago by, uh, by Tar Vizsla, who was both a Jedi right. and a Mandalorian. Right. And Mandalorian, as we know, isn't a race. It's a creed. It's a creed, right. Um, at least to them, right? So there is a planet, Mandalore, 
and technically you could become a citizen of this planet or you're not and so on but being a mandalorian is more about a creed it's more about being it's like being spartan you know if you go to sparta and you become spartan then you are of this creed and you fight for something special you fight for something unique it's it's also being part of a nation a part of a brotherhood and everything but it's also being part of a creed especially now that they are technically homeless they're technically without a home not a planet etc and these guys in particular are real, real extra purists, fanatics mm-hmm. for their creed. Remember when he met Bo-Katan and he was so excited, right, to see in Mandalorian season two, right? Yeah. First few episodes of season two. When he met uh, Bo-Katan and the two other uh, Mandalorians that were there alongside, whether he was just so excited to see their armor and we were like, what? Even more Mandalorians <laughs> yeah. showing up. Yeah. And they've got cool colored armor and stuff. But then they're like, oh, he's one of them. Oh my goodness, fanatics! And then, uh, yeah. So they may they might have a different take on things. That's uh, that's the only thing that I that I can think of. That these guys are so fanatic, they've got their own sort of thing. They've got their own sort of view about what should or shouldn't happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and then, and I was by the way, this scene when he when he was melting down the spear, I was heartbroken watching. Oh that yeah, that was an amazing. That was an amazing weapon. It was so cool. You, the fact that you can use it to deflect the Darksaber, that in itself was brilliant. Obviously not for long, because we saw it turn red and then almost turn blue, and then it was almost... Started to get hot, yeah. Or melt or something. Yeah, and that's, that's how amazing the Darksaber is. And then the Darksaber's hilt is made of a Beskar quality, which is unlike anything they've ever seen before, because it was forged eons ago on mm-hmm. Mandalore, with the best sort of forgeries and everything. But yes, there is there is no particular reason so far, not in comics, not in backup, because we don't have too much content on Mandalore and Mandalorians. We've we've got some, just not just not enough, right? To explain this point, and um, the best uh, the best I can come up with is just that they are, you know, because these guys are fanatics, they just think that there's this particular way of handling Beskar, and it's to not use weapons. I mean, if I was them and I had best card, I might as well I'd freaking make it all See, the time everywhere. For me, it's confusing though because this same armor is the one that made the whistling birds for Dinjarin. You know, and right. so I'm 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 confused as that's a weapon. It's a weapon, yeah. It, it harms people, you know. And if they're made of Beskar, that means they could penetrate Beskar armor the same as that spear could. And she made the comment just it's just its existence endangers all Mandalorians. Well, so do the Whistling yeah. Birds. So does the Darksaber, you know? So it's, it's... mere existence puts Mandalorians at risk. Right. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? Because it can pierce Beskar? Okay, so can Whistling well, Birds. So you can have those. Birds. Exactly. That's yeah, so it's... It, it's I don't I don't have an answer for it. I think, and honest to God, makes, it's, uh, it's a plot point. He makes the argument, right, that it can block a lightsaber. I used it to defeat Moff Gideon. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I, think, I think what she said was basically just a plot device. To have a reason to melt the spear down into armor for Grogu. Yeah, I think that's yeah, all it was. So. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever that the armorer would say that. You know, I mean, it's. Sheesh, these fanatics. Does it? Yeah, I know. Crazy. And and actually, you know, they're Death Watch, so. You know, oh, it, yeah. It, but it's. I don't, like I said, I don't have an answer. It's a good question. And I did actually honestly didn't pick up on that until I read this question today, and I was like, well, damn, no, you got a point. Because. <laughs> There are uh, weapons I, I made out of Beskar. We, I think we talked about it just a little bit, just because we were all upset to see the spear go away. But then we were obviously talking more about the armor and whether or not we're going to get to see Grogu wear the armor and so on. But yeah, so I think that was the that was the thing there. Yeah, the chainmail that that he got made for. So I don't think it's that Mandalorians can't make armor out of or uh, weapons out of Beskar. I think it's just that it was just a plot device so that we could get the armor for 
Grogu. I think that's all it was. So, uh, and I don't think, honest to God, even with Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian stuff, I don't think a lot of thought went into some of this stuff. Um, me personally, but I think it was just a. I think it's just a an oopsie. Didn't mean to. Uh, didn't mean to. Didn't mean to say that. I don't. Yeah. Didn't think of that. You know. So I think that's all it is. So. Uh, you got anything else to add, Usif, before we sign off? We've been going for like an hour and 20 no. minutes. Yeah, yeah, so far. I mean, uh, um, unfortunately, we don't have a clear-cut answer for that, but that's probably because there isn't any clear-cut answer for that. And uh, the story of Mandalorian itself is going to be awesome. Like, I think we, oh, we yeah. ought to – we'll be getting – definitely think because of the show, the Mandalorian, we'll be getting a lot more. Because there's – I mean, this Darksaber is going to take us somewhere. And I cannot wait to see him go back to the planet Mandalore and because he's hell bent on facing trials, right? Yeah. And if if Grogu is actually uh, a foundling, and he's going to be Mandalorian technically as well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I can't wait to keep watching Mandalorian and see what's up. So, it, but it is going to come out end of this year, hopefully, like the next season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Book of Boba Fett probably relaying after that, and Ahsoka. Uh, when is Ahsoka supposed to come out again? Uh, I think next year. March? Yeah, probably around next year. Yeah, I, I think May, it's March. Yeah, something point. like that. It'll be it'll be next year's Obi Wan. Like it is. Like Obi Wan is this year. Yeah, we'll have Ahsoka like next Obi-Wan year. Obi Wan is yeah. this year. Yeah, and we'll probably get him like in a sequence where it's Mandalorian, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. Boba Fett, That'd be or nice. Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, something like that. That'd be nice. A lot to be excited for with Star Wars. A lot to be excited for, especially because these are kind of the heroes of the shows right now. Yeah, and, um, of the Filoni-verse, uh, if you want to call it that, the Mando-verse, the or whatever they're calling yes, it. Yeah, yeah, because this, this era, this is a new phase. I mean, it's brilliant. But then um, the Filoni-verse, yeah. I like to call it that. Yeah. No, 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 you're absolutely right, yeah, because this is a new Filoni era. It, yeah. yeah, it is. So, all right, well, if there's nothing else, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. Don't forget, guys, we're here every week talking about our favorite thing in the world on Anchor.fm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and several other uh, platforms other than those. Be sure oh, uh, we yeah, might up? be live streaming. Oh yeah, we. Oh yeah, I was going to bring that up. We uh, we have talked about. We've thrown around the idea. So what happened was uh, last night when I was doing eleven thirty eight gaming, uh, somebody had the suggestion that because Usif is in Cairo, Egypt, and I'm in South Central Kansas, we have a huge time difference between us. This is our window to record each week is on Thursday nights, um, and so. The idea was broached that instead of recording and then uploading, why don't we just live stream on Thursday nights and have the live chat and everything like that going? Because it's basically us sitting here. I don't do any editing on our podcast at all. I sit down, record it, and then I upload it. Like, that's all there is to it. So there's no reason we couldn't live stream this and then have the live chat kind of be an aspect of it, too. So um, Usif and I are going to sit down. I don't know if we're going to start it next week. Uh, but maybe the week after we'll start doing live streaming on Thursday nights um, for the podcast. So the podcast will be moving from Saturday nights at 7 to um, Thursday nights at probably 6.30 or 7, whatever works best for Usyk. We'll we'll sit down and hammer all that out. Um, but then that way... Yeah, so they'll still be recorded as podcasts. Oh, yeah, we'll still, we'll still record so it, can, and uh, yeah. Hopefully, if you're free, guys, we'd love you to join in. You know, when We'll try to announce it on all social media before then, of course. And then also, uh, because we'll be moving that, we can it'll give it'll open up Saturday nights for us to do uh, our live stream of eleven thirty eight talk yeah. radio. So I don't want to be premiering a podcast episode on Saturday night at seven and then going live at seven too, and everybody has to decide which one to watch. You know what I mean? So 
I, I think that's what we're going to end up doing. We're going to do a little bit of a shuffle, but we'll let you guys know next week. We'll, we'll talk about it throughout the next week and kind of come out with, come up with a game plan for it. And um, I think we're going to start that not tonight, tonight for us, Thursday, but I, I think two weeks from tonight. So uh, let us know in between now and then over the next week. Send us an email at starwarscanonpodcast at gmail.com. Or through the website, let us know what your guys' thoughts are on a live stream. If you guys are interested in something like that, I'm glad you brought that up, Usif, before we before we signed off for the night. So um, anyway, yeah. So guys, make sure to also check out 1138productions.com. The Star Wars Canon podcast is on that website. The Marvel cast is on that website, and coming very soon will be 1138 Talk Radio. I'm really excited about 1138 Talk Radio because then we're not just hands tied to Star Wars. We can talk about anything. I mean, whatever we want to talk exactly. about. Exactly. You know, yeah. these tangents we go off on where we start talking about other stuff, we, we can do that all we want, you know, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, if you guys like our content and you want to support us, please check us out on patreon.com slash 1138productions and show some love there. There's also some exclusive content there that you'll have access to as a thank you. All of those links can be found in the description of this show on whichever platform you are listening in on. And uh, until next week, guys, this is Brian Anusov signing off. Keep it civil, and may the Force be with you guys. May the Force be with you.